Greetings and blessings, Mama Yeye. Ashe, greetings and blessings, yeah. How are you? Ashe, I'm blessed to be on the air with you. I had a little late start. I'm sorry. Ashe, greetings and blessings to everyone out there that's listening, to the listening audience. Um, Can you hear me clearly? Yeah? Yes, I can hear you clearly. Okay, very good, very good, very good. You know, we want to give thanks to Oludumare for the breath of life, to Bobo, Egus, of everybody, to all the Iwamole, the Bobo, Isha, and all the forces that guide and protect us. And um, in saying that, I would like to jump right in with um, an Odu that kind of hit home in reference to this discussion that we're going to have tonight. And uh, the discussion is in reference to um, a trend of placing Christian and Islamic values or ideals into the liturgy of um, Orisha and Ifa. Meaning, well, the written word, that would be Odu, Ifa, in the Odus of Ifa. And happened so, uh, one of the uh, members on Ifa Orisha Eguntov posted uh, an Odu uh, that mentioned Jesus in it, Jesus Christ which is Oyeko Meji. And it's kind of interesting because you know how people refer to Jesus Christ as the Son of God or the Son in itself, the Son, the energy that shines on everybody every day. Uh, When people go into, like, talking about it metaphysically, what Christ really means and all of this stuff. In any event, um... So now the the big question comes down to, you know, does, you know, is Ifa and um, is Ifa changing to include Christian and Muslim values? Now, mm-hmm. even the Odu Oyeku Meji talks about something happening in a new day, meaning a change. Okay, um, there's a, um, a prayer, the morning prayer uh, for Oyeku Meji uh, is interesting because I kind of sing that prayer every morning, you know, and um, I would like to sing it for you all. And then I'm going to explain it, what it means in, in, in English. <clears throat> Get my singing voice on. It goes, Opuelelo yotan, toro ikendele, arifa punte rengede, tisha yeye ojumomo, ojumo, tomo aloni, ojumo ireni, perengede iwoni yeye, ojumomo, ojumo, tomo aloni, 
Oju mo ajeni Terengedi iwoni yeye Oju mo mo Oju mo Tomo waloni Oju mo Okoni Terengedi iwoni yeye Oju mo mo Oju mo Tomo waloni Oju mo Omoni Terengedi iwoni yeye Oju mo mo Oju mo Tomo waloni Oju mo Ire boboni Terengedi iwoni yeye Oju mo mo Ashe And it says it says that Upwele fed well and covered the floor with her belly. And Ifa divination was performed for Perengede, who was the mother of the new day. The new day that comes that brings wealth. Perengede, you are the mother of the new day. The new day that comes that brings wife or husband, whichever preference. Perengede, you are the mother of the new day. The new day that comes that brings children, Perengede, you are the mother of the new day. The new day that comes that brings all erased, Perengede, you are the mother of the new day. Now, in looking at this Odu, uh, one of the um, verses talk about a person coming to the world, and Ifa says that Ifa would mend the life of this person so that this person would not have, um, <clears throat> like those, the offsprings of this person would not die, and that this person would have long life. And when the Odu begins to speak, it talks about the sunshine is just brightening over the horizon, and it is an indication of the onset of a new day. Cast divination for Oye. So now we are looking at how did Oye Kun, how did Jesus Christ name get into the Odus of Ifa? Now, yeah. it makes you wonder. You know, how many different how many different interpretations of Odus are there? Not just I'm not talking about the verses themselves. I am right. talking about how different people interpret the verses. Listen to this Oyeku Meji verse, um, with a with a Christian spin. It says Odu <clears throat> I'm gonna read it. Uh, in English, okay? Okay. And, and I'm not going to do the Yoruba part, but I'm going to read the English part. The English says, absence of toes make body move worsely when death is caused as way of a distance. It's living being that will respond to the call. Prognosticated Ifa for Jehoeson, the son of Almighty. And then they have in brackets, Jesus Christ. Mm. Who, yes, who placed his mighties in mightiest, in wealthiest path? 
when he was amidst enemies and he was told to make sacrifice in order to overcome the plot that was going to be hatched by human beings against him. Mm-hmm. And they had, they said this is Oyekumeji, you know, so I'm hoping that some Ifa priests on the line, they can, where in Oyekumeji is that? Where, mm. you know, where, where, where did that come from? Then there's another one uh, from Owaren uh, Shogbe, that's Owaren uh, Ogbe, mm-hmm. which says, and I'm going to just read in English, the alias of Diviner's cast for Ifa for Oramila when he wanted to pass Jerry's son, Jesus Christ, into Ifa. He was advised to make sacrifice. Jerry's son, art wisely. He's, you know, like art, he thou art, you know, he's wise. You know, he art wisely, Jerry's son, the son of Ope Ifa. Reference. Um, came from um, Babalao Adewale Adekani Ifad Buyi. Now, now. I, this is confusing to a lot of people. And the reason why I say that is because. Whose old do book is that? <laughs> I would like to know. I would like to know what Odu book is it for real. <laughs> but what I understand is taking place is that a lot of the Nigerian Babalaos that are also quote unquote pastors, uh, they have these um things called white garment churches mm-hmm. and right in into the Ifa verses the characters of the Bible. My thing is, if you're going to, you know, I, and how did this get out into the, um, into the, <laughs> how did it get out um, and pass out as being an Ifa verse? Why? Because it says Oyeku Meji on top of it. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, then you saying, well, okay, let me just, Take some of Orisha um, um, Odu Ifa verses and put them in the Bible. They're taking the characters from the Bible and putting it in Ifa verses and saying it's an Ifa verse. You understand what I'm trying to say? They're not saying it just come from John chapter 16, verse whatever. They're giving it, they're putting it under the auspices of an Odu. So, so who wrote that? Who wrote that? Well, I don't know who wrote it. It came from um, the reference, the person that posted in the group, uh, Ifa Orisha Egun Talks on Facebook. They post the reference from the Babalawo Adewale Adekani Ifagui. They pasted it from, this is where they got it from, but I don't, I don't know if he's the one who wrote it. I don't, I don't think so. But um, there is a um, there's a website link. Uh huh. Mhm. And uh, let me see. Did I post the website link? Hmm. 
there's a website link to it. <laughs> and uh, I, I wish I, I'm going to give it to you before the end, okay? The website link for okay. those of you want for those of you who would care to go there and look at it. But when we talk, uh, let's go back to Oyeku Meji a minute, okay? So okay. Oyeku Meji is talking about the sun, the horizon, and all of these things that people kind of equate, right, to, yeah. to, Jesus, to Jesus. So in a way, I can see why they would use Oyeku Meji to describe, why they would put, try to write it in and fit it to Oyeku Meji in terms of describing Jesus. Now, I don't know. This is getting real confusing because a lot of people, like myself, okay, I mean the majority of us was raised in Christianity. I cannot say no, and if somebody tells you, here, the us here, even people in Nigeria, everybody get exposed to Christianity, everybody, okay? And I'm just being, you know, I'm just being like, you know, in general, okay? So right. we have these, we have people, they get exposed to Christianity, but then guess what? We still have Ifa. It's just like all the other things that are that have mixed over time. For instance, you have Santaria, you know that's mixed with Christianity. You have Voodoo in Haiti, that's mixed with Christianity. You have um Kendoble, that's mixed with Christianity. You have all these different um uh, even Obier. Obier from the Caribbean, that's mixed with Christianity. All these things you have, you know, that is synchronized. Yeah. Okay. There, there's a synchronism going on, but right. I'm not seeing synchronism with this. I'm not seeing the synchronism. You know, I this, this, this or do the mere fact that. They use the Odu Ifa instead of putting the Odu Ifa in the Bible. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say, Ia? Right. Well, you have yeah. a lot of references from the Bible that, I mean, that the Bible has to Ifa because Ifa is older. And even with, I was told by um, one of the Babas that the adding of Jesus Christ was afterwards. Once Jesus Christ was introduced to the Africans. What? Once Jesus Christ was introduced to the Africans, you know, they included him in those two. Oh, oh, I understand. I understand what you're saying. So, um, so, um, so from your, your source, you, are, you know of this. You know of them including... Um, Jesus' story, so to speak, in in uh, Ifaudu. Mm-hmm. 
This is the first time I'm like, huh? I've seen it before. Well, I'm going to say this, you know, and it may sound arrogant, it may sound insensitive, and it may sound this and that. Mm-hmm. I think there are more than enough Orishas, more than enough Babalawu, more than enough Odu, more than enough entities that have more than enough experiences for us to go by than to go by Jesus Christ uh, example. You know, a lot of people, when uh, here in the West, a lot of people are seeking, quote, unquote, their roots. And their roots didn't start with Christianity. Right, but but Christianity was absorbed into Ipa, and it came with, um, you know, them giving the Odu for when Jesus was um, doing his, uh, his, I guess, his uh, travels. Mm. So it could have been that Jesus stopped by uh, Yoruba people (laughs) and he could have got the cast because the cast for Jesus. Okay. Okay. I understand where you're going with that, right? But, okay, hypothetically, because, you know, there are a lot of stories about the Yoruba. They say Jesus went, Jesus supposedly went to Egypt to study, right? Right. And, you know, there are a lot of stories and and, um, research about the connection with the Yoruba and the Egyptian. Right. Matter matter of fact, they even have... Uh, stories or philosophies, let me put it that, this way, philosophies um, about or hypothesis about where did Oduduwa really come from. Right. Okay? The Oduduwa, the progenitor of the Yoruba people. Oduduwa right. invaded Nigeria. That's in the history book. Right. And there, and there were wars when that happened. So Oduduwa came from, say he came from the east, because I've heard that, that he came right. from the east. So, and, and uh, I also heard that he was, uh, he was Muslim. <laughs> Honestly, you know, so... Yeah, with the with the with the you know you know how the Muslims dress with the with the wrap up with the head wrap up and you know the the shawl and you know the you know back in the day the long gown and all this type of thing and the Muslims and that's the way how they portray Oduduwa. Mm-hmm. It even says that when the time when Oduduwa came, he introduced a certain style of dress to the Yoruba people. Right. And then there's some confusion as to whether Oduduwa was feminine or female or was he male. Most most Africans I've met have said that male. 
but I've met a few Africans that say that Oduduwa was female. Well, there is a distinction that was made um, in the book Oduduwa, God and Yoruba Belief. Uh, right. Uh-huh. The distinction that was made is between Oduduwa, the deity, and Oduduwa, the man who invaded the Yoruba um, um, Nigeria and the Yoruba people. Okay? So, in other words, what I understand is the, the, the deity Oduduwa is female, is feminine, and the, the progenitor of the, uh, of the Yoruba people is male. Is no doubt about it. Yeah. So that that that's a distinction that they made, and they say what they're thinking. Their hypothesis is that when he came there, he found um, this powerful deity there that ran. You know, was you know basically hmm, our 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 very beloved Orisha Odu. You know, I'm just saying. You know, when you when you link everything together, you kind of come up with these things in your head. But so they're saying that Oduduwa, the of the man, he actually assumed the name Oduduwa. That that wasn't the original name that he came with. He assumed the name Oduduwa, and because of he assumed the name Oduduwa, and apparently worked with the deity Oduduwa. That's how he comes to assume the status that he got as progenitor of the Yoruba people. Now, I wish the Yoruba people would call in and say something. But anyway, um, so here it is now. We have people arguing and saying that, um, listen, if I wanted to be a Christian and I wanted to hear about Christian ideas and Jesus Christ and uh, you know, I wanted to be a Muslim. I want to hear about Muhammad and, 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 and Islam. I would be that because they have that. They have Christianity. They have Muslim ideals. How does it mix in with the traditional ideals? How is it? How are they doing this? So somebody would come along now, run across this Odu talking about Jesus, and they'll be like, what? Mouth drop open. What? You know, they'll be wondering, like, what is it? I thought this was, like, strictly African, and, you know, I thought this was, like, roots, traditional, and then here it is, it's something else. Well, I think that we have to be careful, one, because um, when Jesus comes in a do, that is drama pattern that falls on the planet for the people that it relates to. And think that that's a difference between the practice of of Christ or Christianity within the Arisha community. I think that that's a difference. But of course, we all come from the roots. So there are many African traits that you can find in Christian ceremonies. So we have to be careful that when we uh, talk about Odu, that Christ is in, 
that it's really talking about the experience and the situation and to use it to apply to our clients. That's why we get it. And not get confused with uh, promoting or supporting the Christian belief system, which I don't have a problem with because I think that we have to move to an interfaith space where it's all right to believe whatever you believe and for all of us to listen to the words that are similar, which is to do no harm to others and to do others as you want to be done. The golden rule goes across different religions and traditions. And those are the things that we have to join forces on. We have to forget about these dogmatic arguments that separate us, you know. Uh, We know that um, Christianity nor Muslim faith came from, I mean, um, was the roots of Ifa. That's not the roots of Ifa. And I think that people that want to say that that's the roots of Ifa, they have to go back on their history once again. Well, what, you know, people talk, people talk, you know, and when people talk, you know, you listen, and what I'm, what I'm understanding is, like, in Nigeria, right? Right. The, the spread of Ifa is not being promoted by the Nigerian government. No. In the way that how... They promote Christianity and the way how, you know, the Muslims, they have their stronghold over there and everybody has a a political footing in what goes on in Nigeria except for they try to keep the traditional people out. Matter of fact, um, what has been going on is I've even heard like on a personal level if you go for a job and you tell them that you your faith is traditional, you can be banned from getting a job, even though you have the skill. These are things that people have told me themselves, even Nigerians, okay? So that's one of the issues. Um, when it, when you talk about, yes, you know, we have all these things in Ifa that is beautiful because that's what the scripts are supposed to, um, you know, depict to us. The, the, the sacred scripts, the Odus, are supposed to give us these different scenarios of how things work out in life. Whether you do good, you do bad, you didn't do the Yebo, this situation happened, that situation happened. But here it is now, aside from promoting all of this, wonderful stuff, all these lessons that we need to learn, we still have these different groups of people fighting mm-hmm. against Ifa, fighting the traditional people, fighting for us to maintain our own stance. You know how everybody has their own argument, but we come together, we agree on something. All of us have an input in it. Fine, that's not a problem because people are different. If everybody, if everybody was all mixed up, I don't know. I mean, 
physically we're kind of mixed up already, you know, genetically. We're, we're, we're already mixed up. But we have Nobody. to practice. We have to practice sensitivity to others. I think it's the way we speak and we talk what? to others and we're not sensitive to the words that we use to express uh, a negative uh, action, you know. And um, I think that what happens is that people start telling you what you should do and how you should do it and what you believe in and, you know, start crossing the line between speaking about their rituals and, you know, what they do to including uh a thing that says you have to do what we do. You know, you have to be like we we are. Otherwise, you're not a part of us. You're not, uh, you know. I'm happy part. to see that Ifa doesn't do that, but Christianity does that. Yes. And Muslim does that. And other, yeah, and- other traditions that don't allow belief systems from anything else. You know, so, you know, having the inclusion because of, you know, of, of Jesus or, or Allah or any other figure that, you know, the Yoruba people seem to want to write into or have been written into already into the, um, the liturgy of, of the Yoruba, um, of the Ifa corpus of language and, and Udu, okay, fine. You can write everybody in because the world stage a lot of things happen to different groups of people. But when it comes to using this mold to infiltrate your values onto other people is when I kind of have a problem with that. That's true. I have a problem with that. Because if I want to read about Jesus, I can go and go in the Bible and do that. If I well, want I, to read about I, I, I think I that people that do that have synchronized their understanding. Because, you know, many of us was raised in the Christian faith. I mean, that's just what it was. And then we'd be sneaking going to the... the case, they can be right the they can rewrite the Bible then, Ia. Why are, why are they rewriting the Odus to include well, that? They can rewrite no, I, the Bible. I, I think that uh, what we have to recognize is that Ifa is a oral tradition and that many of these Odus are remembered generation and generation. And the brother that put it in the book that I have with um, Awarine, Obey, and he puts Jesus in there. Uh, of course, you know, Jesus became a, uh, uh, a a public figure, you know, and that the image of him and all of his goods and stuff was done. Uh, yeah, fine. But how the hell is Jesus going to upstage Oramila? That's what I want to know. And, you know, I'm not getting hostile at you, but this is what I'm looking at. I'm like, you know, so when people come in, how is all this Jesus of St. Oramila in the Odu? They can take that 
stuff and write all Miller into the Bible is they'll write the old dudes into the Bible and that's what they want to do. Why well, are they writing characters into the old dude of Esau? Well, I, I, I think that any people feel Metahuchi was uh, in the Bible was a rumor. But, um, you know, it's neither here nor there. I don't think that anyone uh, purposely puts forth the Jesus uh, symbol for worship and for replacement of a rumor. Uh, Jesus' beatitudes are very beautiful, and many things that was talked about in terms of love and, you know, understanding, that's the Christ consciousness that, you know, other people need to get. He's not the only one that needed it. The Christ consciousness was supposed to be about Christianity. And, of course, the evil, greedy people found a way to use it to make people hate each other. And, you know, unfortunately for Christian believers, that there is a lot of negativity and judgment and just a whole bunch of nonsense put in there to stop people from connecting to each other. Hmm. And this is exactly what it's meant to do. It's to cause disruption in Ifa. But Ifa really don't care what you believe in. You know, Ifa just is. It's a way of being where you find peace with everyone and everything because you're not trying to tell nobody how to live. You're not trying to make them believe in Ifa. Even Christianity, that's not our role. You know, we're not Jehovah Witnesses or anything like that. Our role is to use Ifa to make our lives better. And then if we are people that take in clients for counseling, you know, spiritual counseling, spiritual work, uh, for our initiations, whatever, then we are not, um, you know, needing to try to, you know, change people or make them believe what we believe. We are just trying to heal them. And if Odu heals them, fine. You know, we've done our job. We made somebody else's life better. Well, I'm not finding no healing in that particular Odu right there. I can tell you that much. I'm not finding no healing in it at all. You know, can I? Um, can I- you, can I give you an example of how this old dude, because this felt for somebody I know. And what they were telling the person was that you uh, have a message to give to people that is so grand. It's not them who must change. It's you who must change. You must do your sacrifices. You must take note of what you need to do so people don't turn against you. And this individual would not listen. And guess what? His message is not moving forward with anybody. And he's lost in his own stuff because he couldn't take the earache out of the message. You know, he took the um, 
you know, the 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 negative which he carried on, you know, in it because the negative is that if you don't make the sacrifices and you don't follow the plan to eliminate your enemies by whatever way that the old do speak to the Babalawa or Yi and Yi or the Yellow Show, whoever, um, what happens is that you don't succeed in doing what you need to do because you're allowing your situation to remain stagnant. And a worrying Ogbe clearly tells you it's time for change. Mm-hmm. So, so that, I mean, that's how I use those dudes to uh, find out how to apply to the person, you know, in their situation and what the Ebo is for them to take it from, uh, you know, the negative to the positive here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is some, there are some things, right? Right. With everything in life, there's negative and positive. Absolutely. But there are wow. you, there are some things when you relate to them, you get a negative. No matter how nice it sounds, no matter how, you know, how very important. What context do you put in? You, it still comes out very negative, and that's because you have, to, you have to look for the, the positive. If you look for the negative, you can find it. It's just like um, when you meet people and you you have a bad uh, meeting. There's a bad connection. A when bad you, vibe. You get a vibe yeah, from it. Yeah. Right. When you get when you meet the person again. You know, and you continue to have a bad vibe is because you're looking for the bad vibe that's within you. You know, you gotta look for what is the good, what is the blessing, what is that person? Because everybody is there in your life to teach you something, to give you a lesson from the universe, and you gotta plug into it. So, like right now, what is the lesson coming to you? about these um, various different people that want to put or change the tradition and put, you know, the Muslim or the Christianity in there. You know, what is that message to you? This, this is what I get out of it. The lesson is to counteract that. We have some people want to speak. I want to bring them in, Ashe. People don't want to come to a West African traditional religion to hear about Jesus, period. People don't want to do that. If they did, they would remain a Christian. They would go to Christianity to hear that. 917, are you there? Yes. What, what do you think about that? Um, I'm just going to continue. I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. Okay, uh, I'm just going to continue. Listen, is that okay? 
Oh, sure, but... Uh, like, I, wanna, I, was, I was listening, but at the same time, I'm on Facebook, so I wasn't really paying attention. So for me to give you my opinion, I'll be off. Oh, okay. Because I'm doing two things at one time. Oh. Well, you could continue to listen, Ashe. But uh, you were saying, Mama Yeah, yeah. I, I'm saying that, you know, people don't want, there are some people, and, you know, a lot of people, it's very bewildering. It, it, so for you as a new person, say, for instance, you coming to Ifa for the first time, you get Oyekum Neji, and then the Babalao start to tell you about this, about Jesus. Usually when people come into Ifa, you know, especially up here in the West, you know, we got slave mentality when it comes to we want to break away and get back to our mama in Africa. We want to get close to our roots. We don't want to hear about Jesus Christ in Ifa. I'm telling you, I'm very passionate about this. Because if I want to hear about Jesus Christ, I would go to church every Sunday. Well, did you, see, did you see how I used the old dude? I didn't say anything about Jesus Christ, but uh, I understand, understand Ia. Uh, yeah. I understand. But my point is, look at it now from the difference of somebody just coming new into Ifa. Somebody that's seeking that doesn't really understand the metaphysical qualities of how Ifa works. They, all they know is they come into their roots. They get African. They go back home. You understand me? They want something that don't have nothing to do with religion. They want to increase their spirituality. They want to get in touch with their ancestral roots, blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. You come and poke that in their face. Somebody did that to me, I would hightail it and run for me. So I'm telling you. <laughs> no, I would. I would. Well, I'd be like, what? I think that anybody that uses... It has nothing um, to do with me. It has nothing to do with me not understanding you fine. It has nothing to do with me hating um, the Christian people who want to believe in Jesus Christ. If you want to go and believe in Jesus Christ, fine. Why Why are they mixing it into Ifa is what I'm like, you know. You know, and putting it out there like that's the regular Odu. That's exactly the Odu is about Jesus and all of this stuff. I don't know, you know. I, I, I have, you know, I'm, I, you know, I just don't. Well, how do you use Odu? Do you use Odu to uh, help you to determine what the um, the particular issue is for the client? How do you use Odu? I don't understand what you're asking. I'm asking you, how do you use the Odu that you get? Do you use it to guide your life? Would you be offensive if you got a warring Okay. Yes, of course I use Odu to guide my life. But you're going to look at the Odu and it's telling you about, okay, Superman jumped in a, um, a garbage can and, you know, flew up to this 
place and blah, 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 blah. And, and you're going to be what? What? Well, I hope that um, no one is really trying to do that. I hope that uh, people that are trying to put the people Jesus are doing it. In there. People are doing it. People are doing it. I even um, read a post where um, someone gave a lecture, and in the lecture they described how the essays of Ifa, which are the Odus, how they um, are structured, right? Right. And, and he used uh, the example of a musical um, stanza. You know, like when you when you have different parts of a music, like a sonata, all this stuff, the yes. symphony, and then you have this, 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 different parts of it. And he used yes. it, and then in the end, he, you know, he ended up, like it was somewhat of a joke to say that anybody, and this is what I got from me, that anybody could write an essay based on their own experience in life and they can use anything they want to use and just put it out there. And we have people coming in the very beginning, and they look at this, and they think, well, what is this nonsense? What is this? So I'm thinking all of this stuff is a ploy to destroy Ifa. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, wow. So area code 314, you're on. What do you think about that? Hello? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm just logging. I'm just just turning on. Um so I don't I didn't hear the beginning of the conversation. This is Ayele Kumari. Yes, Dr. Kumari. How you doing? I just love mm-hmm. to for you to join this conversation. Okay. Go ahead, so, Mom. Yeah, tell us. Well, I'm I'm trying to get the gist of the conversation because, like I said, I just kind of logged on. I'm hearing about, I guess this is a, a carryover from the conversation and the um, Ifa Igun um, talks and yeah. so on. Yeah. Um, my position, I mean, I've, I've stated it there. My position is this. Ifa is, is said to encompass everything in existence, everything in existence. Um, and I don't think that to quote something means that a person is accepting Christianity or mixing Christianity. Truth is universal. It's universal. Um, so you can, you in wisdom, can be applied in any context. But I don't think that it means that a person is embracing another religion. I think that what we have is a great deal of pain and a great deal of hurt from history, from a number of things over hundreds of years and that we're speaking through our pain, which may not necessarily be all of what is. It doesn't mean that our pain is invalid. It doesn't mean that our pain doesn't need to be addressed. It doesn't mean that there were great atrocities that were committed in the name of any type of religion. Um, I'm an advocate, particularly for women. 
and frankly, I see women oppressed in every religion. That doesn't mean that I don't see that there are good things as well. Um, I think that I don't I don't take an all or nothing approach. I think mm-hmm. that there are facets to everything. There are different angles, there are different perspectives, but I think that in this particular situation, when we're speaking through pain, that just tells me that there's an, an enormous amount of pain that needs to be addressed and some healing that needs to happen. And it's, it's as if everything is being filtered through that, that dynamic. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah. your name again, Dr. Ayele Kumari. Uh, would you like me to address you that way, Dr. Kumari? I'm fine with Ayele. I'm not, I'm not digging fancy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, you know, I just want to address you properly. Um, the thing is here, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. There is a lot of pain. And when you see people are searching to find a way to relieve their pain, if you think one thing pains you and you go over here and say, well, okay, let me go over here and try this. And then when you go over there, the same thing is like looking, looking at you in your face, you know, more or less. Now I understand how it's the context in which this Jesus appeared in the Odu, how it appeared there, given everything that universal approach to Ifa, that Ifa encompasses everything. But you... You coming from one place of pain, and you going over, and they they they're using the same pain tactic. I frankly, I'm one of those people that see the Jesus story as a made up thing. I'm not talking about the metaphysical principles and all of these nice things they talk about what Christ did and all of this stuff. I am talking about the character, the person. The same person that everybody is shoving in front of everybody's face and calling this person the son of God and only through him that you see heaven. And Ifa, Ifa don't teach that. Ifa don't teach that. Ifa said that you sit in front of God and get your destiny. You witness mm-hmm. God before you can come here. I think that what we have to approach it from, you know, I'm a theologian. So I went to theology school in terms of training in, in a number of theologies, both indigenous as well as conventional. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, when, let, me, let me start with the perspective of pain. Um, I've been raped. I've been molested. But that doesn't mean that I hate all men. I've had to work through issues with regard to men with regard to people who have brought me pain without assuming that everyone is intent on bringing me pain without and learning how to live in a world to be able to accept, you know, a number of people, and particularly in this particular case, men and otherwise husbands. I have sons. I have grandsons now and so on. Um, in recognizing pain, there's the need to recognize healing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to avoid um, that which brought you pain, what you have to learn how to do is not be impacted by it in the same way. So the work becomes an inner work as opposed to an outer work. That doesn't mean that you're not sensitive. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be sensitive to another person when you recognize that that person has pain. But I think that people experience pain on a variety of different levels. And so you don't know that until you take a look, you step back, and you're like, oh, okay, 
they're in a lot of pain. And then I don't take it personal anymore, eh? Because once I see that a person is in pain, I don't take it. It's not about me. It's not. It's about what they're feeling and they're experiencing. So I back away. I note that 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 is the situation here, and then I decide the best way to proceed as divination or otherwise. As it relates, so so in that regard, we can't live in an isolated world. The world mm-hmm. encompasses many different people. Doesn't mean that you have to do the same thing. As it relates to, uh, you know, uh, Christianity, I've always seen the difference between Christianity and the and the biblical text. For instance, the biblical Christians. First of all, there's nothing. There's no Christianity at all in the entire Bible. There's no Christians in the Bible. The book is not based on Christians or Christian theology at all. At all. Christians decided to take that book and use it to their advantage, and people who call themselves Christians decided to use it to their advantage to throw it against other people. So I always separate the text from the people who are practicing it. Every religion has people who are crazy as hell and that will use it to manipulate people and that will use it to... Um, destroy other people in the name of whatever. Every religion will do that. That doesn't mean that the essence of it is not there. People have used Ephah to oppress other people. That doesn't mean that Ephah has no wisdom to get to do it. That doesn't mean that that's not a pathway that can lead to peace and understanding and wisdom because there are people who have used it against other people. So I always separate those two, two ideas. Yes. That is a, that is a very good point of reference for people on a personal level to get to in terms of trying to heal themselves. But when people are searching to find something, they're running away from something, and the same thing that they're running from is what is being given to them. It's uh, it's disheartening. It's sure. It's disappointing. It's like, wait a minute, hmm? this is over here too? This is, I mean, this, you know, I'm just being, uh, looking at it on, from a face value. I'm not talking mm-hmm. all the, so because you know when people come into this way of life, nobody has a philosophical background. Nobody has, uh, um, uh, uh, they, they, they know Odu. They, they don't know these things. All they're looking at is the face value. When they come, what they see is what they get. You understand? So oh, I understand that perfectly. That's what actually kept me from anything mm-hmm. regarding Nephi and Orisha for 20 years. It took 20 years. The first time I sat before Babalao, he said, you need to be initiated. And I looked around at the people in the Ile that he was in, and I said, hell no. <laughs> and I walked away, and I went a different direction. In fact, you know, I married an Igbo man rather than marrying a Yoruba one. Honest to goodness, I did. <laughs> um, because they clowned. They acted crazy. They were against each other. There were so many Ile's, and every time I ran into a different group, a different Ile, it was the same type of drama that was going on, and it absolutely turned me off. It was and when I had a dream. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's the same drama that goes on in the church. It is. Well, I, I wasn't in so that was the thing. What I recognized, it took 20 years, and it really took my ancestors to come and say, look, you know, this is a thing. I, I, it was 20 years later that I could now see, oh, that's everywhere. We're talking about when I was 21 years old. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I'm saying that as she as she said, I agree. I saw things through how people were acting from the outside in. I had to learn how to make anything that I embrace my own and that this is a relationship between me and my source and that people will be people. They will be human beings. Um, and everybody lives at a different pace. I had to learn through my own dreams. They propelled me. It was truly my dream. They said, look, go to this person. They said, uh, we really want you to do this. This will benefit you. You have been searching for this thing, but you're running away from it at the same time. And so I would study it on the outside, but I really just didn't want to be a part of a group of people in that regard. So I absolutely understand what you mean because the first impressions will shape someone entirely um, for a long time. But you know what? You can't run from your destiny. You can run, you can hide, you cannot run from your destiny. And if you try, you will be backed up into a wall where you will be forced to deal with yourself anyway. So, you know, what advice then would you give to the Mom, new people? We have, have another one. I was just going to say we have another person. I was going to open the line. If that's okay. Okay. Eight oh nine. You are on live also. Go ahead, Mama Yeah, They're online, so they have something to say. So I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, what advice, um, with our good doctor right here? You know, I, I'll tell you, I'm really familiar with your name. I don't want to mispronounce your name, but. What advice would you give a young person coming in this way of life for the first and maybe put up on some information like that in a in a Ifa Odu and being told, listen, you know, Jesu, he did this and he did that and blah, 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 blah. What would you tell a young person who absolutely don't even believe in this Jesu person? What would you tell them? Um, Fine, in terms of... Tell them, A, I would tell them, A, take everything with a grain of stock until you check it with your own heart and spirit. I would take it with the elders to guide you, to give you some wisdom, because honestly, when you're looking at Odoo's, there are going to be a whole bunch of things that don't make no sense at the beginning at all. Before you judge it, I would say stay open. Just stay open. Just learn. Just, you know, just, just make yourself available to your ancestors and to some elders, um, you know, and just kind of go with it for a while before you decide one way or another. And at that point, you can go with it. I mean, I've seen all kinds of dudes that could scare the crap out of anybody, literally, from some of the times. And it took me a minute, you know. One day something clicked, but it took, you know, some time, some real intense study. And I'm, I called myself real good at understanding metaphysical <laughs> Um But, you know, there are some things, when you first look at an, any kind of or do an essay, it don't make sense. <laughs> it just don't. It's only when you start to see the rhythm 
and the wisdom and how it's put all together that you began to grasp, oh, this is what it's saying. This, the, wow, this got some deep wisdom in here. You know, I, it was an aha moment for me. At the moment, I started being able to look at some of them and understand them and say, well, snap, this is what I've been looking for all along. I like that what you're feeling when you express that. So if they can look for it and get to, to that, yeah, this is it type of feeling if they persist and um, take that good advice that you just gave. You know, train us up and look, uh, you know, ask your elders, sit with your elders, you know. Like, for Mm -hmm. instance, I was told, you know, if I'm going to find any information, make sure it's all information. Mm -hmm. Because the new stuff, uh, (laughs) it's questionable, you know. So you're trying Mm -hmm. to find the old information, which is you get that from where the the elders. Mhm, mhm. Yes. 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 I mean, that's the only thing because you can find anything about anything written by anybody, and it may or may not make sense. I mean, the truth is, whatever you find on the internet doesn't necessarily make it true. It's <laughs> true. Then you, so, yeah, we're living in the age of information. So, like I said, <laughs> I read the Superman superhero. Um, essay that the, this um, type, this doctor, he made it out in a phenotype form, you know, to describe how the essay goes, and he ended up saying some Superman something in the end. And then um, I, my point was, well, shoot, I might, I might as well write a, a whole bunch of essays about my own life then. I could write essays from experience. <laughs> I think that, you know, well, that's another discussion in terms of, well, actually, how are essays determined? How do you do, how do they develop and evolve over time? It's a living oral tradition. How do mm-hmm. they do it? And I think that, you know, at least in that post, he was explaining that first and giving an example, but he clearly said that's not in the, you know, that's not in the Ifa Corpus. He was giving a, an example on how essays are developed as a sonata type of rhythm, how they show up, how to understand them from a different perspective. And he was talking to, you know, he was making a point to someone who was, uh, what is it, casting demons out of him and, you know, came into the group where he was sharing the Odus or he was sharing some of the poor principles and, you know, saying things like, I cast you out in the name of Jesus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that was like his response. But I think there is a discussion, you know, that was just, you know, he, and he used it to bring some humor and at the same time teach. Yes, um, yes. You know, this is a wisdom tradition here. And but when we look at the fact that these are also a part of an oral tradition, that there is a rhythm, there's a method to how it's done, there's a method to what happens. And I think that at some point there's a need to discuss where do they come from, how do they develop over time. Um, and how do they become a part of the corpus? There's an assumption that there's this rigid standard on this is what it is, this is what it was, this is what it always has been. But there's an obvious development of new essays as new things come into existence or as new things come to bear because there are things that have to do with, you know, machinery or situations that, you know, happened within the last couple of hundred years as opposed to, you know, 10,000 years ago. 
So we have to take that kind of into consideration, and I think it's just a, that's a theological discussion on how do they develop, where do they develop, what happens, who determines what's going to be included in the Ephod Corpus, how did it become that way, and then how are we going to interpret it? Um, yes, that was made for a very interesting discussion for so did the um, person that tuned in have a question? 809? Well, I guess they just want to listen. But that's all right, too. You know, okay. but, um, I think that um, the understanding is to flow through understanding other people's perspectives. And, you know, something that's outrageous, you know your spirit is not going to be with that. But we have to also recognize that many of our ancestors had a Christian flavor. So some of that Christian flavor is going to come down on us because of our ancestral upbringing. What is real truth why that why is why does it offend me so much? And uh, I have so many. This is not just now. Even from a child, I got whoopings for this. A lot. I wouldn't go uh-huh. in the church. I was on the school money. I was doing all kinds of stuff. I didn't well, want. I didn't feel a good energy coming from it. Well, one of the things is that. That particular name of Jesus has been used to do a lot of wrong on the planet, as well as a lot of good. So we have to look at the duality of the situation. And also, uh, we have to really embrace the universal truths that come out of every spirituality, every, and that is due to others as you would have them do you. You know, most of them are on that vibe. So, yeah, so does that mean now that we should go, you know, um, I like, the, the one thing I like about Christianity is this. They go and push their ideals on other people. It's not that I like the the fact that they're pushing their ideal on other people, but that they're diligently promoting what they believe in. Yeah, but that's not ethos. That's what I like about it, that they're yeah. promoting what they believe in. Shay, I understand that. I respect that they have yeah. that situation, but at the same time, that is not ethos. You know, if we're going to do ethos, we're going to look at the divine feminine energy. That is Ifa. That is to bring about the protection and the love and nurturing of all the children. So we got to know that our mission on earth is to raise children that are conscientious to who they are, where they live, you know, and all the different things that ensure their life being good. You know, their parents. Yeah. Yes. Iwari Odi. Iwari Wadi. That's the Odu 
that speaks about everybody being able to make IFA. Meaning, well, everybody can come to IFA to ascertain their destiny. Okay. You know, so when we try to push forward ideals, um, we try to get help people to understand themselves better. Not so much push forward, like, oh yeah, join IFA because IFA is the thing to do. Blah 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 blah. This is the best way of life for God and all of this. But in how you understand your own living experience, this is what the IFA is about: understanding your own living experience. So if, we, if, if, if anything at all that we do in terms of promoting Ifa, I would say, listen, you know, do you want to understand why you came here to this earth? Do you want to begin to learn and understand the reason why you're here? Well, you know, a lot of people that have money and the influence over the media they continue to promote everybody else's life. You got the princes and princesses and queens of media, social media, so that if everybody's eyes is on them, their eyes are not on themselves. So you have distractions, so you're not aware of what you're doing. You're not using the power of your own universe to make something happen for you. That's why I love Ifa. Okay. Yes, because to me, to me, I don't know if anybody else feels the same way I feel, but to me, Ifa actually helps you understand yourself by knowing your, your path, your destiny, all these taboos or things that you should look out for, things that um, your life, um, you're supposed to try to unfold in your life, your major lessons in your life that you're here to learn, you know, it kind of it kind of makes for a much more easier ride, I think. Okay. In terms of true life and you see, you know, the differences between doing this doing it this way or, or you know, not having a driver's manual then. You you have the car but you don't know how to drive it. You know? Yeah, because you lack connection with your oracle. Because we all have an oracle within us, sharing us with us the understanding of our own lives. But if our interest and our focus is on other people's lives, we can't make anything happen for us. Well, I think one is very important. That is a key difference between... I think most religions um, and what you're practicing because the oracle becomes the living, the living quote-unquote word of God and that it's going to apply. I can ask just about anything, and I pose that to the oracle, and it's reflecting the oracle within me, and it's going to give me an answer that is here and now applicable specifically to my situation um, and it's going to give me some advice on which path to pursue um, in order to avoid <laughs> problems. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. That is that's a big key for me. That's you know that's been a that's a big major thing. Mm-hmm. Oracles have to reflect deeper questions and see. I'm a deep question asker, 
So I start asking about the universe and how it related. And I have found that this is applicable. That's just how I, you know, I think about, okay, well, what is such and such? I have full conversations when I do readings. Um, I don't just ask about little things. I mean, full conversations. So such and such and such and such. Once I understand how that oracle communicates, if I speak um, because of its vastness, it has the ability to address a great number of ideas and aspects of life, both for myself as well as understanding um, things on multiple levels of existence. So I'm just one of those deep thinkers that need an oracle like that. Which oracle is that? Oh, so, but you're all a spiritual leader so and oh. a spiritual teacher and a counselor, which we all are online. You know, we are all spiritual people and that uh, we look to inspire and influence people to look into themselves for whatever they believe in uh, and, you know, and to grow. So many people are not connected to their, to their oracle because they feel they, they don't want to know. Well, many people want to know what they don't want to do is take responsibility for the answer. Yes. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. when you ask, you're now responsible for carrying out what is necessary to to do what you want to do, to bring about or to understand what you want to understand. Mm-hmm. So there are people, I mean, you get plenty of people who want a reading, but they don't really want to do the work. <laughs> you know, they they just you know, their their curiosity is so far but you know, it's incumbent upon them to actually do the work once yes. you have been told and that is what begins to bring, you know, peace and harmony um yes. in, in your life. That is under you know, you know, you you gotta stop being hard headed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, you you can't just, you know, come make the mess then come and ask, okay, what do I do to clean up the mess? Then you give the answer to clean up the mess, you clean that mess up, then you do the same thing. Once you revise, don't do that because that's going to create that mess. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's the truth, you see? So that's another good um, key point for, you know, for the newcomers and for people that are coming to IFA. Uh, Orisha Egun life, you know, you're 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 drawn to this life, but it comes with very great responsibility once you're in, you know, is you know, because a lot of people come because they think it's a, a magical mm-hmm. fix, somewhat. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're drawn. A lot of people are drawn to it because um, they're looking for um, a solution. Right. To a problem, but they, they don't understand that the solution, the problem is a life is is life itself. Life right. that you have to work it out as you go along. You, you can't just get an instant fix. Yeah, and like, like 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 my doctor sister here says, it takes what it took it took. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of you, you know, because I'm, I'm still, 
I, I kind of think I don't get it sometimes. You know that? <laughs> it's weird. I'm serious. I'm serious. I learn lessons all the time. I'm like, you know, I'm like, whoop, whoop, knock the head. Yeah, I learn lessons all the time. So, you know, don't beat yourself up too much, you know, even even the young people, you know. Don't beat yourself up when you don't understand something. And, 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 and for God's sake, don't try to beat the teacher up or the messenger either. You know how they, you know, the person comes to deliver the message and you want to kill the messenger. In that instance, you know, I, I, just, I, just, I just don't like the fact that they use Jesus as the messenger. They could have used any other character. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I think that you hit on you hit on that point. There are some sensitive things. One of the things that I found with with doing ancestral work, particularly, you know, like some of the Sangoma traditions um, and the Akan traditions are very ancestrally driven. And what you end up having are groups of ancestors. All ancestors don't feel or sense alike, right? So you have I got what, let's see eight generations of Christians in my family. It's the ancient ones that are coming forth to me. And then you have to take into consideration your own past lives and how it may have affected you that brings you to understand or respond in any particular thing. So when I was going through my time initiation, I, you know, I was like, you're going to have to separate the shrines. you got to mm-hmm. have a shrine over here with the Bible and, you know, and so on. And then you got to have the shrine over here with Nana Esi. And, and so on and so forth, because they're not going to get along or agree mm-hmm. on you know, some common things. Um, mm. but the more I got into the ancestral work, the more I began to find, oh, my goodness, you know, you know I got a mess of ancestors. There are eight generations, there's 256 of them. So <laughs> in, in that regard, um, we got to find some common ground here. Um, so there were some that would come and say, hey, what happened to you and Jesus? Why, why you know, what? <laughs> and then we have the ancient ones that were coming here and, and saying, hey, we need you to do this. We need you to undergo this, you know, <laughs> and we want to teach you the bone system and so on. So you have a variety. You very well, very well. I, I, sometimes I'm in the house cracking a joke, and if my sister is on the line, we make jokes about our immediate ancestors and say, they start blaming each other for the way that I am. They say, Arthur, Arthur, you see what you did to the girl now? You should have never tell all the things that she was a little child. Now, see what she has to Why? You know, and they, there are. You, but you have a lot. There's a lot of stuff, layers to that stuff. And, um, you know, I ha- I'm living right now with my, my grandmother. My grandmother, I'm taking care of her. And um, so she's, she's coming back, and, and I'm surprised that she hasn't asked about the shrine. She look at them. <laughs> she wonders, you know, that, you know, she she keep it, She doesn't say much, you know. She she goes about her business, um, and and so on. But it's a fine balance because you know everything from her. This is a woman who used to cast demons regularly out of me and my daddy. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she's also the woman who taught me how to heal with my hands. <laughs> um, even mm-hmm. though she taught me to heal in the name of Jesus with oil and praying and so on, I still pray mm-hmm. with my yeah. clients. I still use the oil and so on. I, I just go about it. 
Um, so I honor what she brought to the table with what she understood and what she knew. I ate mm-hmm. the business to the bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just kind of went with that. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how you talk about those um, ancient uh, ancestors that come through and kind of like their spirit is so strong, so they kind of take the scene over. Yeah. You understand? And yeah. um, even though we have, um, you know, I, I firmly, be, I like mediumship. And I think that when the egos come true, the, one that, the ones that are really strong and resonate with you, they're the ones that you're going to blend more to in terms of what you're doing. Not that you're going to disrespect anything else, you know, but you're going to lend towards um, this old ancestor, this very old ancestor that probably didn't know nothing about no Bible and no Jesus at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I personally have that issue too with uh, ancient eggs that comes through and, you know, people start, you know, Holy Mary, Mother of God, this and this and this and this, you know. And, they, and, and, and the egg will say, listen, <laughs> you better pray for me in your heart, whatever it is that you're trying to say to me, you know, and not go into all of that stuff, you know, how many, how many, how many, the name of Jesus Christ and all of this. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> well, you know, they're ancient ancestors, they're not... The tongues they're speaking are those of the ancient languages. They're not <laughs> practicing those same things. Uh, it took me, you know, I was always acutely aware of that, and my mother came from a church where they spoke in tongues. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, those tongues were all, I, I, for whatever reason, just always knew. Those, uh, that's not, that's not a divine language. I mean, the good that it is in one sense, those are dead people coming through. I always knew that. <laughs> And they're speaking the language that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still so, trying oh. to bring those messages. Yeah. So so getting back to our um our topic, right? And you know, I'm trying to make some sense out of you know, not so people would be hostile or people would get angry or be bewildered about seeing some passage like that or having someone actually sit down in a heap of reading and tell them this, you know, like this is this is the verse they're going to explain to them that suits their problem or whatever as an example for their problem. And um, but when the person looks, looks at that, you know, say somebody's telling you something like that, um, what I would recommend the person take a good look at is the 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 the, the newness that the Ebo is uh, not the Ebo the the Odu is speaking about the newness the change you understand you agree with me the change because like for instance in Oyeku uh, Meji it talks about a new day being born. It talks about the sun when it rises every day, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and how this person, even even um, when in the reference, in the way how they use Jesus in this context, they're talking about, oh, Jesus came 
birth to the world, a new, a new star, a new sun, a new something, for the person themselves to look at it in terms of being new. You know what I mean? They're looking at everything in a new way, not changing things, not so much changing things of the way the order is, but every day it's a new, uh, like to be thankful then for this new day, that every day we wake up, you know, like how the elders say, oh, oh I get up this morning, thank God for life, you know? Right. So people look at, can look at that Odu and look at that metaphoric thing with Jesus in it as coming anew, coming anew, like shining like the sun, coming up every morning, you know, waking up to some to, to new possibilities, new things happening. At least this 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 me trying to analyze it and rationalize it in my yes. own sight. And and also in knowing that, you know, the natural order of things is for us to wake up to new opportunities, to wake up to doing things within our life force and within our environment that makes sense for us to achieve our destinies on earth. So being aware of all the various different things that's opening up to you daily to fulfill whatever you need to do. So it, 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 it's definitely a blessing to uh, have a spirituality that is connected to the natural forces of nature. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. This experience is, I mean, you hear how, did you hear the joy in the voice of our sister here on the line with us? I say. I say. When she talked about Ifa, when she spoke about how, you know, how, you know, I heard it, it came from inside. I say. And it's this the is a of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So you see now you're using the word enlightenment. And that even that Odu could express enlightenment. I yes, say. Absolutely. You know? Serengeti, you are the mother of the new day. You come into the new day. You come a new day to do what? Experience life. You come to experience the way, you come to experience, you know, the thing that um, makes life worth living for right now, you know, it called green back of money. <laughs> the thing, you come to experience um, um, another person or other people, you come to experience family and children, you know, you come to experience a lot of comfort in life. And that's the thing that when, when you feel, if I, you know something, I want to say something about um, Christianity and Ifa in terms of feeling that enlightened feeling or feeling that enlightenment. People talk in Christianity about being saved, right? Mm -hmm. Okay? And they say, you know, if you get saved, you know, you get washed in the blood of Jesus, blah, 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 you know, this and that, and you, you know, all this good thing promised to you. And it's supposed to be... um, Metaphorically, a change for you to like you get you get this new feeling like a newness comes to you with the idea of being saved, right? 
Excuse me, Mommy. Yeah, yeah. I just want to let people know that if you're listening on the uh, computer, you will be cut off in about 60 seconds. So thank you for listening. Tune in to the archive so that you can listen to the full discussion. And thank you. I okay. Yes. So here is the saving part becomes that thing that you feel, you know, like you become born again. That's how they describe this being saved, right? Right. Okay. As a child, and, you know, you know, we had to go to Sunday school, middle week school, middle week church, and, uh, you know, it's like three times, four times a day. Anyway, it was a lot. Anyway, and you go, you know, Bible study, you go all these things. And anyway, when time comes to go to say who want to be saved, I used to always put my hand up. Mm. And I would go up there, and, you know, the preacher would do whatever they do, you know. And afterward, I'd be waiting to feel something. So the preacher used to ask me, well, you know, why, you know, you know, why, you know, when we do these get the same thing, why you always come? I said, because I'm waiting to feel something. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. When I got, when I got initiated to Oshun, right? Okay. I, I equated that with being saved. Because I felt something, not me alone, but everybody in the room. I say that. No? So, quit that you're being saved. Mm. Because I actually felt something. I never felt, don't care how many times. Well, you experienced rebirth. You know, they both have to do with a form of rebirth. So, spiritual rebirth in one form or another. A spiritual rebirth. <laughs> so and it becomes a matter of that's, that's your relationship with your source. Uh-huh. And when you're finally connected, you're going to experience a rebirth. And uh, it will feel like a new life. <laughs> and this is what this Odu is talking about, Oyeku Meji. Mm. Rebirth. Mm. Wow. That's which is interesting because you're looking at, you know, one of the symbols is a black hole. And the black hole is the center of the universe that gives birth to the sun. The so that begins the, the process of the sun, the real sun, the sun we look out for and so on, um, becomes a part of that process. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and and then to... I'm seeing another uh, connection with um, or synchronicity with Christianity in terms of um, being, you have to die to be reborn. You know, that kind of way. Mm-hmm. You have to go into the blackness, you know, face yes. death, you know, yes. in order to be reborn, quote, unquote, in the kingdom of God, blah, blah, blah. Yes, so um, that's a diff- the, the different way of looking at it from a Yoruba standpoint is, is rebirth, not 
into um, not having to die, but to experience that rebirth in life, just like how the sun rises every day. But actually, you are dying. You're ending one cycle of life, and you're new. You're you're being reborn in another. Oyeku means the ending of things. Oyeku represents death, but it's the mother of death, which is sometimes a good thing because you could be going around in pain and suffering, and you just really need it ended. You know, and so so it ends that part, and it's not necessarily physical. It could be mental, it could be emotional, but it's the end of that activity and a moving forward of the new day. Well, yeah, all I can say right now, anybody ready to write a book of how to get over the Jesus Christ syndrome would probably make a lot of money. I think you'd probably be the best person for it. Okay. I say, you understand it better. Than the, than the average Joe, I say. I say. It's been a magnificent show. Thank you so much for all the sharing and learning and just really fellowship and just wonderful what we have to do is agree to agree and still love each other and you know, end with a prayer that, you know, embodies all of us, I say. Get in So, Mama Yeye, you want to yes, give Mama. information? Mm-hmm. Well, um, my information. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm on Facebook, and I invite, you know, people to come and um, join, um, ask to join the group, uh, Ifa Orisha Egun Talk. Um, you may not be able to find it directly because it's a secret group, very um, private right now. Uh, but um, if you inbox me, you know, let me know your interest. I'll surely add you into the group. And, um, you know, we're all about um, talking about different topics that affect us in our lives that have to do with Ifa Orisha and Egun, um, life, lifestyle, the Yoruba lifestyle, the even all the, the different traditional um, <clears throat> or non-traditional uh, forms of African spirituality that people practice, you know, even if it's Budun, if it's... Uh, if it's uh, Santeria, if it's Lukumi, Candomblé, Palombayombe, whatever, all of these, I mean, they look at just look at um, the uh, different Orishas and call them by different names, but it's the same forces, same forces. So, <clears throat> and of course, uh, you know, we, um, I'm, um, I do uh, spiritual readings on Facebook, and that's under uh, Spiritual Readings with Mama Yeye. Uh, you'll find my page there and a page for traditional healing, which has been my uh, my long-term passion, you know, doing real roots healing. Okay. Hands-on bush bats and all these type of things, dealing with herbs and how you de- heal with herbs and, and whatnot. But, um, and uh, so I'm looking forward to 
seeing some more people come to the group and, um, you know, add your beautiful insights. And um, Ia, Ia, doctor, sister, I love you very much. You know, you always put nice, calm, and, um, you know, logical twists of things, even though, you know, I could come from the real, like, radical standpoint. <laughs> I got you. Oh, you are not the first person. I got plenty of people in my family. <laughs> yeah. I we all have different qualities, and it's okay. It's all right to express whatever you have. You have a lot of practice, but you know. So I'd like to thank you to yeah, our Falona. Mhm. Yes, yes, because you always mellow me out too, you know, because. I tell people, you know, I, I come from a high, strong lineage. We're high, strong, you know? <laughs> she brought out oh, the machete. Machete woman, that's right. Oh, she was taking hands. And show you how a yay don't play. She was not playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you fall in the life experience, and it's always good when you see, when you meet someone, you meet different people that can help you to see a different point of view that makes your life even better, too. You know? You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I have learned yes. a lot, yes. an enormous amount from that group. Um, both you know, from a variety of different people. So, I mean, I give thanks to it. it, it just even sitting back, if you don't even answer to the dialogue, I can't help but run my mouth sometimes. But just sitting back, even looking and just reading, you, there's so much information there and so many people that offer a great deal of insight and understanding um, that you know, it's, it's, it's worthy. But, you know, be aware. They call it hot topics. It's going to be some hot topics. Anybody want to breathe? We need you to come in there and throw some water on it. Like a shh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bring you, bring your cold glass of water. Bring <laughs> some water, buddy. Somebody need somebody bring some water. Sure. <laughs> you can't say you didn't learn nothing. And, right. and you gotta learn something. <laughs> you gotta yes. take away something, you know, from it. And that's the important part in the end. Ashe. Ashe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so give thanks, you know. I'd like to thank um, you know, the listening audience out there and you know, don't be timid, you know, when you call in, you wanna talk, just press that number one. And you know we'll definitely accommodate your your um whatever it is that you have to say, and we all can dialogue together. So that's mm-hmm. a good thing, you know, because the more of us that you know share our views, our rationale, reasoning, and everything, we mm-hmm. we, we will come to some understanding in the end. This is a beautiful mm-hmm. thing about Ifa that I love, boy. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Mhm. I love yeah. it. So, so I guess. Yeah, Dr. Kamari is going to be a guest on Our Power on the 27th of April. At okay, the 18th. okay, 
61 announcement. 27 of April, I got to put that on my calendar for real. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she's going to be talking about... Sunday, we're meeting um, any Ifa, Orisha, Egon people that are in Miami. We're meeting on Sunday at 3 p.m. at the Enchanted Forest Park. That's off of 135th at Biscayne Boulevard, Northeast. So, you know, you can come, bring your drum, bring your potluck, and, you know, bring your blanket, bus spray, and we're going to be out there giving thanks to our ancestors, honoring uh, Onile, Mother Earth, uh, while everybody um, jumping the bus, doing the bunny hop with um, Easter people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm right up in there knocking my door Easter Sunday. I'm not, I didn't plan it on purpose. I didn't even realize it was Easter. I didn't either until this morning. <laughs> because I'm not into that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. but they gonna have some drums for Easter. You well, know? this is the anniversary of my daughter who was born on Easter and uh, her birthday. My daughter, this daughter, my Imani. brother was born that day too on the twentieth, April. I mm-hmm. say. Teleport and all of this stuff. <laughs> 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 I 
quero cá. 